Gaming Today presents Cash Considerations. Welcome to the Cash Considerations podcast. Today is January 1st, 2021. We made it, fellas. Um, I am Dave Sherapin at SportsBK and Sig on Twitter. And tonight, we had a guest last week, and it was so good that we just said what the kids say. We had to run it back, and we brought him back, and we're just going to do our thing. So for those of you waiting for an interview tonight, we're not doing an interview. We're just doing football, football, and some more football, all right? So tonight, celebrating New Year's Day uh, in New Hampshire at Carl Haskell, H-A-S-C-A-L-L. What's up, Carl? And we have brought back our boy, newbie, Dan Newbert. What's up, brother? You're good, looking good. You got the background ready to go. Ready to go, baby. So, uh, yeah, happy to be back. Thanks, you guys, for, uh, for having me back on. It was such a fun time last week. It's like it's a holiday special again. We did the Christmas edition. Now we go on into the New Year's. So, uh, yeah, happy to be back, man. That's it. We're running it back. And Reynolds, as always, producing the show. I am Reynolds, 2305, up in the corner, making sure the feed is right. And the sound is okay. Um, not present tonight at Gaming Today News. Uh, Howard Barish, at Heed These Takes. Mo Pearson, uh, really lighting it up on Twitter, that kid. Um, he's still working on the Hebrew, so he's good to go. And at Percent Berg is uh, doing his thing as well, coming up with lines for the national championship right now as we speak, which that's what we're going to get to. We're going to do national championship first reaction to the playoff games that we saw just now ending. And then uh, we're going to get into NFL Week 17. And what a mess that is, man. We're going to just do laying or taking. We're not breaking down. We usually do a run and shoot seven. We couldn't pick seven. We're just going to do – we're going to pick every game and see how it falls. That's we're just going to do that. Um, then we'll get into some Super Bowl discussion. I want to pick ideas, what you're thinking as far as AFC matchup, NFC matchup, and maybe a Super Bowl winner. Um, and if you have a dark horse or two in there, maybe we'll think about that. Uh, we don't have to worry about it being the Patriots. They have been eliminated. Uh, we, 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 we just remind everyone of that. When did well, that happen? I, yeah, well, it's, it's January and the Patriots are out of it. So, yeah. uh, well, 10 weeks ago it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want a best bet from 2020 so we can look back at that. And uh, then we may have a little surprise movie breakdown, which we're going to, you know, uh, we've been talking about on Twitter back and forth, and we got some fellows that maybe know a little bit of something something about um, some movies that we're going to get to. And then we'll take a minute and we'll get out of here. So without further ado, let's get to this, this college football stuff, fellas. Um, I don't know. For the listeners that are going to get this tonight, late or early Saturday morning, they're going to go, wait a second. Clemson was favored by seven. They lost. 49 to 28 Ohio State who didn't deserve to be there only played six games uh Fields didn't look good against Northwestern Uh oh they just hung almost a 50 burger on the Clemson Tigers they get Alabama who took care of business against Notre Dame but didn't cover the spread the lines makers got it right man it was it was you had to get to 19 to get some interest in maybe Notre Dame and even then the first half covered, which it always does. Um, 
Dan, I'll go to you first, you know, because you're not a big college football guy, but I mean, you're home, you got the games on. What did you take away from the games tonight? And your first thought going forward, we have the line. The line is up at DraftKings right now in New Hampshire where Carl's at. It's probably going to be up tonight where you're at in Pennsylvania. I know it'll be up here shortly in, in, in Vegas. Alabama minus seven is the number. So take away from tonight, looking forward to the game. What do you got? Yeah, well, I guess we'll start with tonight. And really, was it any surprise that Alabama did to Notre Dame what a lot of people expected? And I, I still can't believe that Notre Dame continues to get New Year's Six and, uh, and playoff love because they just get rolled. They put up a graphic that was just showing the, the straight L's down the column for Notre Dame, which, you know, I always try rooting for the Fighting Irish. Grandfather went there, but it, it's tough because you know when push comes to shove, when they're playing an SEC-level opponent, they just aren't on that same plane. And, and you saw it again. I mean, sure, congratulations on the backdoor cover. Um, with, with 20 points, you would hope in a playoff game you would be able to cover that number so that at least they were able to do that with that backdoor swinging wide open. So really not much to be gleaned from that game other than whoever gets Devonta Smith is, is going to be a happy, happy play, a happy team because, wow, I mean, what a special – player he's got hands he can move in the open field so the talent that was on display for Alabama was a big takeaway for that with this game that just finished a little bit ago before we're starting with the Clemson and Ohio State um, I was surprised I, I thought Clemson was uh, was going to be coming out there flying around however I think the thing that was clear from the get-go Ohio State used that motivation of what happened to them last year you think where, where, where they couldn't do anything right and what worries me a little bit is when you have all that motivation, when that's the game you're talking about all year long, that could have been their national championship game, then you may be having to think about a bit of a letdown spot. Now they will have some weeks to get their feet back under them and everything, um, but initial thoughts, seven on that line. I would probably make it around seven and a half, so maybe not enough value for me to jump off the deep end with it, but I think that line's a little bit short on opening night here. So Westgate just popped it up. Thank you, Reynolds. Westgate has minus seven. They have the total at 76 and a half. Woo. This is not your, your daddies, your pappies, your papaps, you know, college football anymore. It's 76 and a half with Alabama and Ohio State. Absolutely crazy number, but I think I would say over. I mean, like, seriously, who's stopping who in this game? It's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a shootout. Carl, did you watch the game? Did you take anything away from it? And what are you thinking going forward? Yeah, I had I checked in on and off. You know, I checked the scores, obviously, constantly. But I, in between meals and stuff like that, I, I was checking out what was going on. First of all, like Dan just said, I don't know how Notre Dame was there even to begin with today. I don't know that they really are a top four team. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the following they have or TV contracts that they always manage to somehow <laughs> find their way into these big games. Um, but I don't think we got anything other than what we expected out of that game. We thought Alabama was going to win. Thought they might have won a little bit bigger. I had them covering. Obviously, they didn't. But um, So I don't know that there were any, really any surprises coming out of that game. The surprise for me is Ohio State. I thought they'd put up some numbers. I didn't think that they would put up as many as they did. I mean, hanging 49 points. A lot of points, um, which, you know, like you just said, Dave, makes you start looking at the over for next week. Uh, that's, that's a lot of points uh, from Ohio State. And, you know, can they put up 30 next week and be competitive or 35 and be looking at a, you know, 45, 35 type of game? Yep. 
could very well happen. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I took away from uh, nothing from Bama other than they have the best athletes and they're just better than most of the teams. They step on the field better already by 10 points, pretty much everyone they play, except maybe Clemson or Ohio State. My takeaway from Ohio State was they can run the ball and they make no bones about it. And as soon as you start to come up, look at Fields, throwing it over the top deep a couple times and beating safeties, dropping dimes right in there. Um, they're a threat to win the game. They're, this is no shoo-in to me. Like, my initial thought is, like, listen, Ohio State's live. So I'll probably have to wait and see what Pat Bab thinks. Hopefully he'll come over again because – my man, he's 71 years old. He don't bet. He don't look at nothing. He just asked me what the line is, and then he goes, well, what are you talking about? How can they be? How can Ohio State be a dog? Seven points? That's wrong. And he said it before the game. So, you know, that's maybe the initial thought that people are going to take away from this. So maybe Bama will be a play by kickoff. This number may come down, which I think it will. So um, very interesting. We got time to play it out, see where it goes. Uh, let's just move on to the NFL now, um, you know, and, and go from there. But very interesting stuff for the national championship. The other bowl games, listen, I don't know if anybody's watching, but maybe the Big Ten's okay. Like maybe the Big Ten's okay. Northwestern destroyed Auburn. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's there's some things happening there. So don't discount the Big Ten right away. But watch what this line does. We say it all the time. The numbers tell a story. The story will be written before kickoff next week when this game's played. All right, uh, NFL Week 17, fellas. Oh, before I move on, my guy Mountain Bike McGuigan called the Notre Dame over or cover. He he insisted this kid. I went to college with him, and he just had to know that that Notre Dame was going to cover. So I had to just I I, I didn't want to omit him uh, from the list here. Um, mountain bike. Good job, McGuigan. Um, better luck next year. Basketball season for you, sir. Um, all right. NFL week 17. Listen, fellas, we, we initially traded some texts and tried to come up with a rundown and talk about games. Like what, what, like what seven are we going to talk about? Like, I can't find three. I can't find three that I want to like say I want to play or really feel like I have an edge. So we just said, screw it. We're doing all the games there's 16 games and we're going to do laying or taking we're going to have a little fun with it um you don't got to go deep but you got to give a pick now according to my records last week laying or taking newbie who knows nothing about college football goes four and two i go four and two carl goes three and three so not bad we were there we got covid the iowa game got covid and denver and the chargers pushed that was uh one we were laying and taking so we picked all the shit games right, and we picked a couple college games wrong, which, you know, Oklahoma uh, decided – Florida decided to rest everybody. Can't do anything about that. This Betting bowl games has been treacherous um, until game day, and then all you have to do is follow the move. Stevie Wonder could go, what was the line before? Oh, that's the line now? Oh, pick that side. There you go. The only one that got you was Army. Army got West Virginia. That was the only one the move hasn't come in. So, here we go. Laying or taking. I'm starting with the games that have zero playoff implications. Those are the hard ones to come up with first. So uh, we'll alternate the order. I will kick it off. Jacksonville, Colts. 
14 is the spread. Oh, this one actually does have some playoff implications. So, all right, we'll start it with this one anyway. Um, I'm going to lay it. I, I think Jacksonville has mailed it in. They proved that a couple weeks ago. And I think that um, the Colts cover. So, I'm laying. Carl, laying or taking? Yeah, the spread's 14. Jacksonville's lost seven times this year by 14 points. The Colts have to, and the Colts have to win to get in. This is all indie, all all day. Dan, um, I'm actually gonna buck you here. I, I think 14 is just a little bit steep, just because Philip Rivers. I I just whenever I see him laying doubles, it's just so hard for me to 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 back him in that kind of spot. I get that he gets all the yards. I know that Indianapolis has something to play for, but. For Jacksonville, they've had some competitive games this year, and that was when they were in full tank mode. Now they have the first-round pick. No matter what happens in this game, there's no reason for them not to go out there, be balling out, be throwing the ball around, taking some risks. Maybe some things happen on special teams. So I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about one pick this week. But uh, we got to make it interesting right out of the gate. So I'll book you guys. I'll take Jacksonville getting the 14. Okay, fair enough. Listen, the kid got a new cheap Cherokee. He's driving around. Now he's booking the games with us. That's all right. This is perfect. That's what we like to see. I mean, follow him at, at Newbie Talks on Twitter. See a picture of a nice new car. And, uh, you know, take the points with Jacksonville. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's Might not get this help me on my car with... payments, yeah. <laughs> let's get this one over with quick, like a Band-Aid. We're going to rip it right off for Carl. It's Pass. the Jets and the Patriots. Pass. Pass. <laughs> you can't pass. I can't gotta, pass and land it taken, can I? You um, gotta say land or take it and you're first. Yep. Minus three is the number. What do you yep. got? I, I'm gonna just for one little ray of sunshine in this horrible, horrible season, I'm going with the Pats. End the Perfect. season on a high notes. Newbie, if you haven't heard, anytime Carl gives you the opinion on the Pats, it's usually pretty good to go against whatever he said. I'm going to leave you with that. What do you think, laying or taking? No, I'm actually going to lay it with the Patriots, too. This is one chance to kind of get the bad taste out of their mouth a little bit. Um, Jets, too, you know, sure, they've had these competitive games. They had that little run. They won those two games. Um, I, I think that fizzles out here a little bit. I, I think the Patriots somehow find a way, and maybe by a field goal. This might end up pushing, but I'll lay it with the three. Taken. Jets, money line. Close the season on a three-game winning streak and keep Gase. This okay. is going to be great. What more could you ask oh, for? God. I don't know. They're talking about Gase being the quarterback's coach up here next year. What? Yep. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That, could, that, that writes itself. Vikings-Lions. <laughs> my God, the Vikings are laying six and a half points at Detroit. I'll start. I'm taking there's no way in the world the Vikings can be laying points on the road against anybody. I don't care who's playing for Detroit. I don't care who's coaching for Detroit. I'm taking the points. Dan, you're next. Yeah, I'm taking the points, too, in this one, because if you look at the injury report, you would be worried because you would see questionable for Stafford. You would see Kenny Galladay out. But then you look at the injury report for the Vikings, and, oh, my God, it is a who's who of Walking Dead. No Mason Rudolph, no Dalvin Cook. Um, run down the list, a bunch of offensive players and standouts, defensive linemen that are not going to be in this game. Um, I'll take Detroit getting the points because I also think Minnesota uh, really just has nothing to play for at all. I mean, neither of these teams do, but the, the hopes that Minnesota had were definitely way higher than Detroit coming in this year. This is going to be a deflated spot for them, I think. Carl, any reason to take the Vikings? 
No, not at all. Not at all. And I know we're not allowed to do this on Lane and Taken, but go over too. Okay. No, that's fine. We're, 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 we're off the script. So you can play. If you have an overplay, fire it in there. Um, Falcons and Buccaneers, another six and a half point spread. The Buccaneers are laying six and a half. The total's 50 and a half. The Bucs are 10 and five and can't really, they need to win and have the Saints lose. I don't think they can get the division. I, I, they're, they're locked into that spot. They're going to the NFC East champion next week, laying a big number, boys. They're only laying six and a half here against Atlanta. Carl, you're first. Oh, yeah. So the, Patri- uh, the Patriots, sorry. Jeez, I still can't break the habit. You the just Bucks, lost Brady, that's why. I, I know. The Bucs are going to be the first five seed to have a bye in the second round, because in the first round, because they, they're going to win this game. They're going to lock up the number five. They're going to play probably Washington hopefully Washington next week, it's a bye. They're going to get a free pass to go into the second round. So I like Tampa Bay here, and I'm going to just tell you, whoever they're playing next week, I like them next week too. I'll go second. I'm also laying, but I'm going to give you a preview. If it's Washington next week, Tampa's going down. They're not covering. They may lose outright. Put that one in the notes. That one will save that one. We'll cue that one up next week. Dan, Atlanta at Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay minus six and a half to finish the season, laying or taking? Yeah, I'm going to lay as well for that exact reason you guys kind of laid out there. Buccaneers are finally catching their stride here a little bit. Um, Falcons had a lead against the Buccaneers the last time they played. Buccaneers did uh, what Tom Brady now haunts the dreams of everybody in the Atlanta area and continues to do so. Um, I think this will kind of be a game that plays itself out similarly. I think the Falcons will score some points. This is a game you could look at the over as well, but uh, but I would be laying with the Bucs here. There you go. All right. Um... Chargers Chiefs, I'll, I'll go first. It's Chargers minus three and a half. Um, I don't, I don't care. This, this, this is one where this is supposed to be a take, but this is the game that the Chargers are going to win to finish the season seven and nine. Possibly talk about keeping Anthony Lynn, Herbert's the future. Blah 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 blah. You're supposed to take the points with Chiefs. I'm not doing it. I, I'm not falling for it. I'm going to lay three and a half. With the Chargers in Kansas City, I can't believe it. Newbie, you're next. I think that this game, too, I mean, obviously the reason that they're laying is no one's even going to be playing for the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, though, uh, laying the points because – Taken, taken. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about that. Taken, yeah. Getting the three and a half points. I'm, I'm so used to, you know, it, when they're playing the Chief. Chargers, it's hurting my brain thinking that the Chiefs are getting points. Um, even with their B squad, I, I know that somehow Anthony Lynn will be able to botch the end of this game and open up a backdoor cover. And also pride of Wilson High School right down the street from me here in Pennsylvania. Chad Henney is going to be quarterbacking. Yes! So I always got to roll with the hometown boy. Give me the Chiefs getting the three and a half. Coral, later taken. Uh, I can't believe I have to say this, but this is going to – Anthony Lynn's going to have a job next next season because of this. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. They, they've got a quarterback they can build around. I think the Chargers are alive this week. I got to go with it. As much as it pains me to say, you got to go with the Chargers this week. It hurts. It, it definitely hurt. hurts. Yeah. Um, let's go uh, Ra- Raiders and Broncos. Raiders minus two and a half at Denver. Neither team, they're seven and eight. Denver's five and ten. 
everybody just wants to go home. Like this is just one of the like we we just want to go home. So just give me Denver plus the points. It, it, it's simple. I, I can't play points with the Raiders on the road. Carl, you're next. Yeah, the same. I'll go with Denver. And you know, I said over on the earlier game. What was that? Minnesota, Detroit. Yep. I'm going to go over here, too. These guys don't want to get hurt in the last game of the year. They don't want to tackle anybody. I tweeted this out earlier in the week. The last the last two seasons in week 17, when you have two teams that have both been eliminated, they've gone over six out of seven times. Oh. The one time the game didn't go over was when Aaron Rodgers got hurt against Detroit, and Detroit won 31 to nothing. Rodgers plays that game. They go over. You're seven for seven. I like over in this game. There you go. How about that, Dan? What do you got laying or taking? That's why you follow at Carl Haskell on Twitter That's right it. there. It's nuggets like that, baby. Um, it's crazy. I, I thought initially it was the pork and sauerkraut, but no, it's the more we talk about these games, the more upset my stomach is getting. <laughs> Jeez, this is a horrible spread this weekend. Um, Broncos actually opened in this game laying three points. Yes. I don't know what flip that, that made this major change. I'm taking the points with the Broncos as well. They play good at home, going to be playing at altitude, and I like Carl um i'm on the over as well okay all right let's shift to some meaningful games because those are some shit games boys uh, oh my god um, i'm gonna save the sunday night game for last so let's just go to the packers and the bears boys the line has creeped down on this one it's now packers minus four big big steam on the bears um the total's 50 and a half that's come down as well um, let's see. Dan finished that last one. You got to go first here, sir. Packers minus four to clinch the one seed. The Bears playing for their playoff lives at home. Who do you got laying or taking? Man, I'd like to try and dive in and find out why that huge line. Because even when I was looking at it earlier today, it was still looking at five and a half. So, so a point move right yep. there. Um, I, I was leaning with the Bears at five and a half with all that steam coming, and I, I can't do it. I'm going to go the other way. Um, Packers could potentially, um, you know, get some ground, um, really lock up that first seed because there's some things that have to break behind them. If they win, it's locked up. Um, so I, I was leaning with the Bears. I don't like that move. So I'm, I'm going to take the Packers laying the four there. Carl, laying or taking? Yeah, I think Green Bay is going to – they want the bye. They want the week off. It's not like Rodgers is 25 years old. Get him a week off. They want the bye. It, this isn't going to be a four-point game. If this game was in week eight, we wouldn't even be talking about it. We'd be moving on because we know it would be a route. But because it's week 17, we're talking about it. This is going to be at least a 10-point game. Green Bay all the way. Yeah, I think Green Bay found their running game uh, last couple of weeks with the, the Dylan guy from, B, from BC, actually. Yep. Um, power back running the ball, can, can close games, and, and keep the other team off the field. If the Bears get down a couple scores in this one, they ain't coming back. This could be blowout central. I'm laying it with the Packers. Um, Cowboys-Giants, the first leg of the NFC East parlay. The Cowboys, the move has come, fellas. It has come. It is now Dallas minus one and a half. It was three uh, a few hours ago. That tells me somebody thinks the Giants are the play. I also think the Giants are the play. I'm taking the one and a half. Dallas screws this up and forces the Redskins, the Washington football team, to win the game. Otherwise, the Giants are the NFC champs. They win the game outright. I'm taking the point and a half with the Giants. 
Carl, you're shaking your head. Disagree. Well, it's not that I disagree with your logic. I'm shaking my head at the fact that the, there's a possibility that the Giants could win the division. It's, it's disgusting to me. It really is disgusting to me. Um, the, the, what I would say about this game specifically, though, is the Giants have lost the last three games by a total of 47 points. Ooh. I know they've got, they've got quarterback issues nice. during that time. Dallas has won the last three games in a row. They have. Yeah, they have. Their turnover differential the last three weeks is plus nine. Woo! They're, as bad as they are, they're hot going into this game. I like Dallas. Okay. Newbie, what do you think? This is yeah, uh, I'm coming on. off that Eagles whooping. The Cowboys or Giants laying or taking? Yeah, and when Carl's saying that he's disgusted, you know, at the Giants' <laughs> chance of winning, no one, you heard my take a minute last week. So I don't need to go on anymore about my thought on who's ever going to win this NFC. Um, I, I'm also taking Dallas, though, uh, laying just because, as he said, you know, they're, they're hot. They looked really good last week. Now, when they do or if they do get in the playoffs, depending on what happens in that Eagles game, um, I'll be fading them for sure because Dalton in the playoffs, Mike McCarthy in the playoffs, there's plenty of things to look at that you're not going to be wanting to play on them. But in this situation, um, I think there's enough there that there's some value on Dallas, especially with that line move. And um, from you guys can probably see from the plays that I pick, I always like fading those big-time line moves. I know a lot of people say, oh, it's sharp money, it's late money. Um, I, I like going against it. There you go. All right. Well, here's here's one for you to, to, to go against or go with. This Browns minus nine. The total's 42 or 42 and a half against the Steelers, who basically said, Ben, stay home. Everyone else, stay home. We don't need this game. We don't need this aggravation. We don't need nobody getting hurt. Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, all the stories all coming back. Even Grandma's pissed off Sunday. She wants, she wants a piece of Miles Garrett's ass. Like, like she's had enough of him. So, nine points? Nine. I'll go last. Carl, you go first. Laying, taking, Cleveland minus nine. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I might like Pittsburgh's money line on this game. I've been down on Cleveland every single week. I look at who they beat by they – they haven't beat anybody. Yep. They they really haven't. They haven't beat anybody all year. The best team they beat is probably Washington 12 weeks ago. Yep. I, I like Pittsburgh with the points for sure. And I might even tease them down to three, two and a half. Okay. Uh, Cleveland's 10 and five, but six and nine against the number, newbie. Are you laying or taking with this Cleveland Brown team? Yeah, I'm going to be taking. I'm taking that nine all day. Even with Mason Rudolph, they, with that co or the uh, quarterback carousel Pittsburgh had last year, they still limped to eight and eight. So uh, while he's not, you know, someone who I want to be playing on every week, um, it's not something that I'm going to shy away from, especially with this huge point total in Cleveland in their last 10 games, three and seven against the number. Um, I, I think that there's enough here, and especially getting those nine points. Sure, Cleveland might win this game. I think the money line could be something to look at on the other side. But uh, I think if you're getting nine, that's definitely the best way to attack this game for sure. I mean, all those points in a divisional game, um, what does Cleveland do best? They choke in big games. I'm taking the nine. Nine points with Pittsburgh. Oh, all you Cleveland listeners, thank you for listening to the show. But I mean, I'm sorry. No, no, I, no, I, no, I, no I, nice knowing you, Cleveland. I, I <laughs> no, my boy Keith. Nobody talks. All the hate mail you want to send. That's it. I'm send used them, to DM it. them, email them, whatever you got to do. Uh, no, my guy, my guy Keith, uh, one of my boys here in Vegas, is from Cleveland, diehard fan. 
really um, has lived it. Like, I, don't, I can't think of too many fan bases that have been tortured like the Browns. What would be fitting? Them needing to win, being hugely favored against the arch-rival Pittsburgh Steelers, and their sphincter really tightening up and not winning the game. Moneyline Pittsburgh will call it the sit-out. I don't know what we'll call it. They got the fumble. They got the drive. And, you know, they got the pitch play on Monday night a few weeks ago against Baltimore. This one would be a classic Cleveland fail. I'm taking the points. Um, Titans at the Texans. I, I Simple. I'm laying. I don't care what the line is. It's seven and a half. You can lay up to ten. Ain't nobody on the Texas. I don't care what J.J. Watt said last week, all that bullshit. Oh, you got to come to play. You got to be professional. It's the end of the season. It's clean house time. They ain't tackling Derrick Henry. Titans make the playoffs with a win and a cover in Houston. Carl, you're next. Yeah, so here's a number for you. Since the start of last year, Ryan Tannehill is 24-1 and against the spread. 24 losses in a tie against the spread. Wow. Yeah, huge number, right? They're going to win this game. They're going to win it by more than seven and a half. They're going to go to the playoffs and lose, Damn. but they're going to make it through this week. The The only ray of hope that Houston has is Deshaun Watson. And that's Can't do it got. by himself. Can't do it by himself. Newbie, that's your guy. You love Watson. Can he cover yeah. the spread? No shot. No shot this week. <laughs> Tennessee could win the division with a win here. Uh, that's all that they need. Uh, Indianapolis lost is another way to get at it, but they want to get that taste out of their mouth. They want to, uh, of what happened last week in the snow against Green Bay, uh, they want to move past that for sure. So uh, I think Tennessee wins this game, and they win it big. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you guys. I think this is going to be a runaway spot for Tennessee, who's going to flex their muscles again. Blowout central. Uh, speaking of blowout possibilities, I don't know about this one, fellas. Saints minus six now against the Panthers. Um, a lot of question marks, a lot about who's playing, who's not. I don't know. The Panthers are five and ten, but they're nine and six against the number. They have not quit. They continue to play. They can. T- they have Teddy Bridgewater. He's a professional the guy. The guy, you know, covers. Teddy covers. They they call it. That's a playoff, my boy. Teddy covers. Actually, I just thought of that. There you go, Teddy. Shout out to you on Wager Talk. Um, Saints minus six. Newbie, you're first. Kick us off. I don't know what to do with this game. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know either. I think I'm going to just be contrarian here, and I'll go with the Panthers getting the six points, uh, yep. mainly just because, like you said, Teddy Bridgewater is actually, over these past few seasons, the best quarterback against the spread, which which just shocks me. Yep. Um, he, he continues to just cover, continues to cover, um, and also – you know, New Orleans, sure, they want to win this game, but they also need some other things to break their way if they want to get into that first round uh, bye. So I don't really see that happen. And I think you may see a situation if the Panthers are starting to give them a game where they kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit and get their chance to finally have that bye that they're not going to lock up. So uh, I just think that there's too many factors working against New Orleans in this game, even though they're clear cut the better team. Um, sometimes a better team doesn't cover, though. Yeah, I, I'll jump in here and let you go last, Carl. I think I'm also going to take, and I just don't know why. I just feel like it's going to be a close game. Like, I don't think Carolina is just going to let the Saints walk all over them. So, I'll take as well. What are you doing, laying or taking? Saints minus six. So, all my notes here are all about Kamara. Kamara's going to score all these touchdowns. He's going to run for all these yards. Now he's not playing. Yep. So, there go all my notes. <laughs> The only thing the only thing I've really got here is there's a huge difference in this game for New Orleans 
if they win or lose. If they win, they're playing somebody like the Cardinals or the Bears next week. If they lose, they're probably playing the Rams. Big mm. incentive there for them to win this game. I don't know if they win by six and a half, but huge incentive for them to win the game. So okay. at six and a half with Kamara, I like them. Without them, I don't know. I might have to take the points and uh, think okay. that New Orleans is going to stay within, you know, six. There you go. All right, so we're all agreement taken. Um, Ravens, Bengals, 12 and a half. It's 12 and a half. I just got a number from somebody. Uh, also, Ralph Michaels at Wager Talk, a Cleveland guy, told me the Bengals have covered their last game of the season 12 out of the last 13 years. Take what you want from that. I don't know what to take from it other than they've been shit and they play a game the last game of the season that the other team probably either doesn't need or just gets enough and they get a big number like this. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'll take the points. And, again, it just feels too many. Like, if it was nine and a half, I'd say, all right, maybe the Ravens. This one feels like it's, you know, 27-17, some bullshit like that. The total in this game is 44. So, 27-17, that's 44. That's what I think it's going to fall. I'll take the points with Cincinnati. They did it for us last week. We were all over them. How they were nine and a half point dogs to Houston – I had no idea that was one of the worst lines of the season. But, um, Carl, laying or taking? Yeah, I, I'm going to lay. Um, okay. Baltimore has won 10 games this year. Eight of them have been by more than 13 points. There you go. And that's and that's a number here. Uh, okay. They're hot. I'm going to talk about them a little bit more when we talk about a dark horse. But I think okay. Baltimore's gonna, Baltimore is the team here, and they're going to win this one big. Newbie, laying or taking? You could argue that Baltimore is the hottest team in football right now. Seems like they're figuring yep. out that run game. Lamar Jackson is looking MVP-like yet again. So uh, I'm going to be laying the 12-and-a-half in this one, too. Um, reason being, all about the motivation. Baltimore wins, and they're setting themselves up very nicely. A good matchup, obviously, in the playoffs with a win. Um, and for the Bengals, sure, it could be the win one for the Gipper final game of the season kind of feel. Um, I, I just don't see it. I think Ravens have been rolling. I think they roll this Sunday, too. Speaking of rolling, Seattle, minus six and a half. Totals 46 in a game against uh, the Niners, but it's going to be played in Arizona. Um, the Niners coming off a win on the road but at home in Arizona last week, forcing the Cardinals into a must-win situation and, and almost knocked uh, – they did knock Murray out of the game briefly. Um, newbie, kick us off. Six and a half, laying or taking Seattle, San Francisco. I'm laying with Seattle. Seattle's another team who I started on this season very bullish, turned to bearish once they kind of started getting exposed, and I'm back in the bullish. Crazy thing <laughs> is they were one of the historically worst teams in the NFL the first 10 weeks of the season, 32nd-ranked yes. defense. Past five weeks, they are the second-ranked pass defense in the NFL. Ooh. And because of how horrible they were to start the season, they're still ranked 32. So there's going to be value coming up once the Seahawks end up getting into the dance here because I think a lot of people are still going to be thinking they're the defense from the beginning of the season. Since Jamal Adams has came back and they've been getting a little bit more swagger back on that defense, they have been a different team. I'm laying with Seattle, and this is a team who I was out on who's starting to uh, come back around. And maybe when we talk some dark horses, even though they're at the top, I think a lot of people are undervaluing them and heading into the playoffs. I'll go next. I'm laying with you. I, I think San Francisco season's over, and I think Seattle's just getting started. Carl, laying or taking? 
Yeah, laying two. I just the only uh, you know heading into the playoffs. The only thing we talked about, I should say, at the beginning of the season. Remember, everyone was all about let Russ cook, let Russ cook, and they let him cook, and that was all the talk for the first five weeks. You haven't heard that for the last two months. Nope. Right? He's just doing his thing, going out winning games. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna cover here. San Francisco's bad. Seattle yep. beats up on bad teams. Yep. This is laying for me easy. All right, there's two games left. One of them is the Cardinals, minus three at the Rams. Goff is out. Goff got us last week. He hurt his thumb, bounced it off the helmet, couldn't throw. Apparently must have been a little bit hurt before that because he didn't look good. We just got late information from our boy Sammy P. The bartender play of the week is simple. It's Arizona. He's on at Chicken Dinner, at SP Shoot on Twitter, a must-follow, a good friend of the show, um, going to Nesson. He's going to be up in your neck of the woods here, Carl. Yep. Um, the bartender is 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 money mush. I mean, like, my man is, I think, <laughs> 10 and 19 on the year. And he just played the Arizona Cardinals. I ain't stepping in front of that train. I like the Rams before. They're winning this game. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I don't even know who the dude is. But I'm taking the points. Money line. Give me that defense, Rams. Um, Carl, you're next. Yeah, same. Uh, I don't. All I know about the quarterback is that McVay said he's got a little bit of Doug Flutie in him. And I don't know how the hell Sean McVay even remembers Doug Flutie because he was probably like four years old the last time Flutie played. But, uh, yeah, three and a half points, I think that's easy with that defense. This could very easily be a three-to-nothing game. Oh. But uh, I could I could definitely see uh, the Rams with the points here. The total is 40, actually. That's really low. You're right. This could be an underplay for sure. Yep. But uh, we're using three for the, for the laying or taking segment. You laying or taking three with the Arizona Cardinals, Dan. See, I thought I was going to be dancing by myself on this one, but I'm on the Rams as well. And <laughs> actually, with the, uh, the quarterback situation, I don't know how much he compares to Doug Flutie. But uh, I was a big fan of watching the XFL. It wasn't the best, but you can get a lot of money betting on it because the lines were just wild. John Wolford, he played for the Arizona Hotshots, and uh, he was looking like a, a guy who was getting uh, at least some buzz for the potential MVP uh, kind of end for the season there. So uh, I, I honestly think he's not going to be that bad. And also the fact that Arizona in this game, you think that it would be a slam dunk spot for him without having Jared Goff in it. And the fact that it's only three tells me Kyle Tyler Murray still isn't right. I think this should be closer to a pick em. You're giving me three points with the Rams. I'll take that all day long. Seeing stuff now. I like it. I like it. Um, oh, man, I forgot a number game here. Let's see. Miami and Buffalo. Oh, how could I skip that game? My God, Buffalo minus three? Buffalo minus three. The total's 43. Buffalo's playing for the two seed, fellas. They had the coming out party. We called it last week, Carl. Sorry. Um, you know, it was for all of the Buffalo fans, all the Bills Mafia. They broke all the tables they wanted, exercised all the demons, and, and celebrated winning the division. Now they can get the two seed. All they got to do is take care of Tua and the Dolphins. Man, he won't start Fitzy. I don't. He, he just won't do it. I, I I don't get it. He waited too long to bring Fitzy in. The Raiders gave him the game. Um, damn, laying or taking Buffalo minus three. I'm laying it with Buffalo. Yeah. Tua, like you said, Fitzpatrick, I think, gives them a better chance to win. So why they keep 
forcing it in just because they draft the guy. It doesn't make sense to me at all. I know it doesn't snow much in Miami. It definitely doesn't snow much in Hawaii. So uh, I think there's supposed to be some snow in the forecast starting exactly at kickoff in this game. Uh, Bills are going to have some fun in the snow. I think they do lock up that two seed. And uh, Bills are a team who I'm going to be bullish heading on into the playoffs. Another team you could talk about being one of the hottest teams. Give me the Bills laying the three. I'll go second. Buffalo minus three. Simple lay it next. Carl, you laying or taking? Yeah, similar to what you saw with Tennessee going up to Green Bay last week and having no interest in playing in the snow, you're going to see the same thing this week. Uh, I don't see two of doing well up there. If it's Pat, no, I thought I saw Fitzpatrick's on the COVID list, so he might not even be available to them. Uh, so it's going to be two oh, all boy. day. Two is not going to make it through. It, it, this is a this is Buffalo all the way. Yeah, I, I saw Rogers on the McAfee show this week, and he made it pretty simple about playing in the cold. You just have to like it a little more than the other guy. Like, nobody likes it, but as long as you're there, you might as well kind of make the best of it. And the warm weather teams going up there in December, January, it turns real quick. So I'm out with, uh, with Miami. All right, last game is the Sunday night game. And it's the Washington football team minus three and a half against newbies Eagles, my pseudo Eagles. I mean, I, 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 I want to be a part of it. I do. I really enjoy oh. what Hertz was doing, but my God, the pain of last week and watching them not make any adjustments, blowing a 14 to three lead. And then, <laughs> excuse me, just continuing to let Dallas <laughs> Andy Dalton looked the best he's looked in years last week. I don't even know what to say. I'll let you start. This is it. Washington minus three and a half, laying or taking. Now, this is the game that because the Eagles have nothing to gain, because there's no reason they should win it, they're probably somehow going to come out and win this game. But I, I can't bet on that happening. I, I mean, I know with my heart that's what the Eagles are going to do, but I'm going to lay the three and a half here with Washington. I would have liked it way more before the Eagles injury report came out. You could have got them around two. You could have got them earlier in the week at one, one and a half. Um, no Derek Barnett this game. No Sean Bradley. You know, since we're starting to get short on time, I won't even run down the names. Everybody is injured in this game. Uh, Washington has something to play for. Eagles don't lay the points. Carl, lay it or take it? Lay in. All right, make it unanimous. Lay in. Um, Washington hosts Tampa next yep. week if they win. Tampa, I'll, I'll start. I'll give you the number. Tampa minus seven and a half. In, oh. On the road. On the road in Washington, minus seven and a half. Too many? Too little. What do you think, Noob? Oh, that's that's too many. I think um, the fact is, against the Buccaneers, what do you need? You need to have a pass rush, and that is the strongest part of Washington's teams. Chase Young is going to wreak havoc on this league for years and years to come. That is way too many points, in my opinion. I, I would be taking that all day. What do you make the number, then? I uh, – well, I, th I think the number you have is right. I think that's what's going to come out. If I was making it, I would honestly make that closer to, to three and a half maybe. For, for the I, I think it's going to be that close of a game, and Washington has the defense to keep it a game. I like Washington in the game. I just think that you got to take, you got to put the number at least at a touchdown to get oh, some yeah, bets on Washington. That's what, that, that's what I'm saying. That's that's yeah. where I would. That's where okay. I would find the value. Like I would make the number that nobody's going to be betting on uh, on you know that that kind of line. As you right. said, that's what's going to get the movement is seven and well, a half for sure. You know, you don't make numbers for a living, but you work with numbers for a living. Yep. Think it out. What is your first number impression 
Washington home against Tampa. My first number is 12. Tom, <laughs> ah, Tom, Tom effing Brady. That's my number. <laughs> that's, that's it. Really. Simple. It, it's right. simple. I want to mention and be sure to sign up for the weekly gaming today newsletter, which highlights the latest stories from the sports betting and casino industry world. All you have to do is put your email address in the box on the gamingtoday.com homepage. All right. So we mentioned we were going to mention uh, some AFC matchup possibilities and some NFC matchup possibilities, and then maybe a Super Bowl pick, which we'll alter, you know, as we go. But first thoughts before the playoffs brackets are set. I'll kick it off with the AFC first. I think it's Kansas City, and I think it's Buffalo. And I don't think it's close after that. I think they are the two best teams. I think they have proved they're the two best teams. Kansas City has looked disinterested recently, um, not covering the spread, but setting everything up for having to go to Kansas City and win a game. The only team I think right now that can do it is Buffalo. The other team, my dark horse, is what you guys said. It's the Ravens. It kills me to say it. I don't want to play them in the playoffs. They're the team that nobody wants to see right now. And I know the way things are going to shake out, they're going to get Pittsburgh in the first round. They're going to go to Pittsburgh, and they're going to win because the Steelers swept them in the regular season. I'm dreading it. I don't even want to see it happen. I hope somehow we get Cleveland or maybe Miami would be great. Come to Pittsburgh in January. That's the one I want. But no. I know what's going to happen. That's where I'm looking. Carl, you're an AFC guy. You're first. What do you think? Yeah, so I think, you know, when I look at this conference, I say, who's going to take out Kansas City, right? That's what it comes down to. All these other teams, it's just noise. And, but can one team pick them up? I think Baltimore, with a big game, big running game, like they've put up this year, they could run over Kansas City enough to win by a point. We're not talking about covering here. We're talking about winning a game. Mm -hmm. I think they could run a lot on Kansas City. Kansas City's a decent running defense, but they're not great. And with the way that Baltimore has been running the ball, I could see them pulling it off. It's going to come down to those two teams for me in the AFC. You're not worried about Lamar at all? No, no. He's been, he's been amazing for the last – since he came okay. back from his little COVID – issue he's been right. he's been lights out he's been Lamar from last year yep he has um newbie what do you think AFC picture what are you looking at I uh, I think you guys nailed it I don't really have much to add Kansas City they're one for a reason they're 14 and one but they they slept walk to that 14 and one do they wake up come playoff time I think we all expect them to but you know we, we can't guarantee that that will happen with how you know sleepwalking they've gone through the season Buffalo so fun, so easy to root for. I, I know probably not as easy to root for uh, for our buddy Carl since he plays against them twice a year. But um, but they're the two teams. And then Baltimore. And the only reason that I can't go all in with Baltimore is exactly what you said. Lamar Jackson. Yes, he's looking great. He's looking like the MVP. He's also 0-2 in the playoffs. Both of those games were home games against teams who really weren't making that much noise. Sure, we know what Tennessee is now. We didn't know it until that little run started. Um, those are my three teams out of the AFC I don't think really anybody else has much of a shot if the Colts get in okay maybe it'll make it interesting but same thing Phillip Rivers come playoff time I'm not going to be bullish on him one iota so I think those are the three teams it's crazy we all just kind of dismissed both Tennessee and Indianapolis the AFC yeah. South is just kind of there like they're going to get a home game okay are they going to win maybe one? Okay. But we know we, we, we all immediately kind of discarded it. So well, you saw, 
you saw in that Green Bay game, if the run is, isn't, isn't putting up points, Tennessee's going to struggle. I know that Tannehill is great. He can get the ball around. I really like a lot of their receivers. But if Derrick Henry isn't rolling, they're not the same team. I, I can't bet on that come playoff time. Right. And they're going to have to go play in the cold again, probably in Buffalo or in yep. Pittsburgh. And I don't see him coming out of that game with a win. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. When we get the matchups, we'll have a better feel for it. But I'm, we're all kind of on the same page. All right, let's go to NFC. Newbie, this is your conference here. Um, I'll let you kick us off with, you know, what you see and where you're going. I mean, it, the number one seed is it's, it's not in question or it's not done yet, but um, where are you looking for this thing as far as, you know, NFC championship matchup and maybe a dark horse? Well, the number one seed could end up with any team. Sure, Green Bay has the best hold on it because they win and it's their one seed. Now, New Orleans, Green Bay lost, a Seattle win. Um, then they're going to be the one seed. Seattle, if they win, Green Bay loses. And New Orleans loses, they'll be the one seed. So, Green Bay, it's cut and dry. Win this game and you're going to be the one seed. You're going to get that bye. Um, you know I love the Packers this season. I, I think that they're definitely uh, playing their best football. But now they just lost David Bakhtiari. And he is one of the best tackles in the league, if not mm. the best. I mean, he just got paid some of the best money. I think that's a huge loss. I don't think enough people are talking about that just because he's not the sexy skill players like Devontae Adams or, or uh, you know, the, the running back there too. Um, so I just – I. I I'm starting to get worried for, for the Packers. So I, I would say I, I still am liking them. I, I think New Orleans with Drew Brees, um, I still think his arm isn't quite there. I think you, Dave, have, have starting me waking up a little bit on the Rams. Now what happens with Jared Goff's thumb? I think we'll learn about what's going to happen with them this week. Look how the backup quarterback plays. Um, I think Seattle is in play. I just think that the NFC is way more intriguing than the AFC is. That kind of seems more cut and dry um, and, and like Carl. Carl has said and probably is going to say Tom Brady come playoff time, especially with all these weapons. He's another guy that you just can't discount. So if I had to pick the two final teams, I guess I would say Green Bay and Seattle. But I think the NFC is where you're going to be seeing a lot of upsets. I think you're going to be seeing a lot of uh, different action, a lot of stuff moving around. I think that's going to be the in interesting conference this year as the AFC kind of was last year. Carl, swing it to the NFC. What do you got? What are you looking at? Yeah, so I think – same approach as I had with the AFC. I think it goes through Green Bay. Green Bay probably gets the bye. Huge advantage having that week off. I know we saw it up here a million years. That one week off is, is huge to get some recuperation, right? I think New Orleans can beat Green Bay, possibly. I think maybe four out of ten times New Orleans maybe beats Green Bay, up in Green Bay. I think maybe three out of ten times Tampa Bay beats Green Bay in Tampa Bay, oh, excuse no. me, in Green Bay, because Tom Brady. Oh, so, no. you know, I'm with Dan. I uh, Seriously, I think any of those three teams could go out, but I'm probably 70% on Green Bay saying that they're going to be the ones coming out of the NFC. Okay. Uh, I think it's Green Bay. What do you got, Dan? I was just going to add in, too, as he was really stressing uh, the importance of that first-round bo first buy. It's since 2013 – Every Super Bowl representative had that first round bye. So it is that important. 
So, uh, so absolutely. Um, I, I'm always shocked every time that I end up seeing that trend that it really is making all the difference. And it makes sense. Think about the wear and tear of the NFL season. If you just get one week to kind of relax. And I think that's why you saw, you know, the Steelers kind of fall back down to earth was because they didn't have any of those yep. buys because of nature yep. of what happened to them. So I think that is a major spot there. And yes, since 2013, if you don't have that buy, you're not making it to the Super Bowl. Now with how 2020 has gone and this is the continuation of 2020, is this the year that finally changes? It could be. And keep yeah. in mind, Kansas City's really getting two weeks off because they, they've got this week off too. Right. Very true. Um, man, I want to say someone else other than Green Bay, but I guess I, 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 I mean, with only one buy, only one team getting a buy now, it's even like multiplied what you just said, dude. Like it's, it, it's even more important. So it is going through Green Bay. I just, if they lose to the Bears tomorrow, the whole thing's upside down. Um, I don't think Seattle goes to Green Bay and wins. So I throw them out. I definitely don't think that. Um, Tampa does uh, Brady and the guy. I mean, it, it could, the magic could still be there, but it's just not there in that environment. The saints are the only team that I think could do it. Um, I still like the Rams. I still think the defense is there. So my, my NFC matchup is as chalk as could be green Bay, the saints. Um, if the Rams can, you know, win Sunday, get in, have the right matchup, win again, um, look out because then everything's right and that defense can go and win a game on the road. They can win it ugly too. Whatever the total is going to be like 40, bet it under, bet the Rams, ride them all the way. All right, fellas, we're running a little bit long. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to scrap, I, I, I think, our, our discussion about the movies. We'll, we'll get to that at a different time. Um, I want to get your best bets of 2020. Let's look back. These, these reflection shows – are fantastic um, that you see like on ESPN or on Fox or there's some great stories out there that happened in 2020 um, as bad as it was for everybody. Everybody kind of had one thing maybe, or just a good story, whether you had a good bet, a good story. Um, I'll, I'll go first. My best bet of 2020 was this, the uh, Tampa Bay lightning winning the Stanley cup. I had a ticket on them eight to one. Um, it's fun to hit an eight to one. So I, I just liked the way they were playing going into the playoffs. I rode them all the way through the playoffs and, and had that ticket before. Bet them a couple times during. Um, when you get a team in the playoffs, it's just so different in hockey. Like, it's you know, we're going to talk about hockey as we go, you know, as it starts here coming up soon. But, man, that was a lot of fun. So that was my best bet. And, obviously, my best story is, is the stroke story. I'm okay and I'm good. So we, we've done that story before. For those of you that haven't listened, go back and listen to week two of the NFL. It's there. It's a good story. Um, Carl, best bet from 2020? Anything you – what do you got? Yeah, so my best bet, I actually cashed in a plus 10,000 bet earlier this year. After, after week four, when I listened to the Cash Considerations podcast and Dave Sharapan said, put a comment down here for us. And I put in a comment. Yes! And I said, hey, you guys are pretty good. And here I am. 13 weeks later, on week five of being on the podcast, there's no better bet than that for me this year. So I'm going with that one. Cash it, baby. That's it. 2021 is going to be even better. Newbie, what do you got? Best bet 2020. 
I love that, man. That's a great one by Carl there. For me, I love lacrosse. I grew up playing lacrosse, so my best bet was uh, this is not going to mean much to anybody. It was the Whip Snakes in the PLL to win the championship. They were plus 750 before the season. They are absolute beasts. Matt Rambo leads that team so well. So finally getting to bet on lacrosse and getting to cash a championship ticket the first year you were able to do it. Uh, I was over the moon with it, baby, and looking forward to the PLL growing love me some lacrosse and uh, getting to cash a championship ticket that had to be my best bet. the whip snakes what city do they play <laughs> so they don't have cities they just have clubs so oh. uh, they all they all they kind of play in a base location especially how this year was so uh, i think there's about six to eight teams now there's going to be more with the expansion but uh yeah whip snakes they got these like teal jerseys with pink trim they're really sweet and wow. uh, their team is badass man they, they play probably the best lacrosse i've ever seen in my life there you go. Um, we're going to have to uh, maybe get those plays. Uh, we're going to have to start. That oh, I gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. At I Newbies gotcha. Fox, uh, lacrosse plays. I like it. At Carl Haskell, H-A-S-C-A-L-L on Twitter. I am at Sports BK Consig for Sportsbook Consigliere on Twitter. Uh, follow along the show. It's growing. We keep getting listeners from all over. We keep get, you know getting more followers. Um Dan, that thing we did on, on Wednesday was great. I, I got a lot of feedback from that. That's growing. You know, on your show, on WEU, yep. it's called uh, Talk It Out. So we have that. I, I also want to mention the NADS pod. I mean, it, it's the Not Gotta Another Dude show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all about the NADS. I really just like <laughs> saying it. The NADS pod. It's so, it's so much fun. I love the name it. Is, the name is way better than the show, I can assure <laughs> you. But, but don't worry. <laughs> Hey, sometimes that may be the case here. Too. Exactly. You know, that it is what it is. All right. So before we get to the take a minute segment, uh, I just wanted to mention that the digital gaming today subscription is $185 for the year. Uh, with that, you get award-winning content analysis, stats, picks, casino industry news, and more. You get a Don Best feed with real-time lines and scores from six Vegas sports books. You get links to casino deals and sportsbook app signups. You even get the gaming today newspaper in digital form. Just go to gamingtoday.com slash register. Okay, fellas. Um, you know, we got to uh, tie things up right now with a take a minute segment, which is the first one of the new year. So, um, Dan, you were the guest last week. You got to go last. So, I'm going to kick it off to you first. Um, you know, you got the new Jeep. You got the new background. You 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 got the the Broad Street something shirt on today. I mean, like you know, I got a lot of people in Philly and Reading. I, I, my boy uh, Franzi, you know, said, "Hey, you found another guy from Reading, and he got to do the show, and I didn't get to do the show yet." So, like, he's up at Points Bet in Denver. He's going to be on the show. We got a lot of things planned going forward, but let's take a minute right now for you, starting in three, two, one. Take a minute for me is actually going to New Year's Eve. Last night, the girlfriend wanted to watch Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve celebration with Ryan Seacrest. I, I, I just said, yes, dear, let's watch this thing. 
horrible decision. They need to take Dick Clark's name off of this show because he is rolling in his grave every single year it comes around, and this year was exceptionally horrible. Do yourself a favor if you want to feel a little bit better about how your life is going. Check out the performance that Cindy Lauper laid out on Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. It sounded like two cats fighting in a burlap sack. She couldn't find the note, and I love me some Cindy Lauper, and I couldn't even get into it, folks. Dick Clark is sad. He's crying wherever he is, up in heaven, looking down at this uh, debauchery that has become his show. My take a minute. Let this man rest in peace. Just make it Ryan Seacrest debacle on New Year's Eve. <laughs> He's at Newbie Talks. Happy New Year, both to Dick Clark and Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Thanks for coming. All right. At Carl Haskell, at C-A-R-L-H-A-S-C-A-L-L. -L. I'm going to keep spelling it. Everyone keeps asking why you keep spelling it. Well, because you don't know it yet. You got you to follow them. You got to interact with them. And you got to listen to the show. So that's what people are doing, sir. And you get one minute to talk to all of them starting in three, two, one. You know, being up here in New England, we've had a lot of success over the last several years, and that's all been great. But I got to say, it's getting a little bit frustrating when I see this history of what happens to guys when they come to this town and then they get shipped out unceremoniously. Carlton Fisk, Fred Lynn, Jim Rice, Dwight Evans, Wade Boggs, Roger Clemens, Noma, John Lester, Terry Francona, Mookie Betts, and now Zidane O'Chara. Just no respect. We just ship them out, move on to the next guy. I'm all about bringing in the youth movement. I'm all about having to make changes. But to tell me that you couldn't find $725,000 in your salary this year to pay this guy for a farewell tour, it was despicable. It's a disgrace. And I really hope somebody comes around in this town one of these days so we can have a nice farewell tour without somebody having to be injured. And like a Larry Bird or a Cam Neely who has to go out, that's the only way they can go out is by being hurt. So I hope we figure that out sometime. At Carl Haskell right there, ladies and gentlemen. And that is Boston sports. You know what? That's sports in general, though. Like, it's crazy. Some teams just say, fuck you at the end. Like, thanks for coming, but fuck you. We're getting – you know, we're not paying yet. We'll pay you the absolute minimum. And the guy's like, listen, man, just let me stay around and do this. Nope, you're out. So Chara in a capital uniform, that ain't going to look right. It just, it just don't feel right to me. Like, I'm a hockey guy, and it's bullshit. I was mad about it. So um, I was also at a store up at the Rampart Casino, the, the gift shop. They got some Boston merchandise that – Listen, the Patriots lost. They threw all the shit in a bin, 75% off. So if anybody wants any Boston stuff, they got Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox, and all the Patriots shit. They even got Boston Marathon shirts. Everything's really cheap. So if you need anything, DM me at Sports B Cake and Sick. I'll hook you up. It's all available. Um, all right. So my take a minute segment will start right, uh, right now. Um, listen, it's New Year's. It's, it, it's a new beginning. Um, I don't even know where to begin with what just happened in 2020. Looking back and reflecting, there's been so much bad and so much like negative and so much like, man, it was terrible and this and that. And somehow we've turned it into this where, I mean, I had a freaking stroke and I made it and I'm better. I get to meet you guys. We get to do this podcast and talk about sports and like, you know, kind of reach people, and again, 
you know, have somewhere to go every week where we can talk this sports and like people listen to this stuff. Listen, we got three listens in Japan last week. So somebody told somebody and we got three listens in Japan. I don't understand it, but welcome Japan. Welcome Atlanta, Denver, Chicago. My goodness. People are listening all over and um, it's crazy. So I just want to say thank you again. Happy new year to all and pork and sauerkraut. Man, that's a, I don't know if that's a Pennsylvania thing, but my God, I got to end this show right now because I just got the pain from the pork and sauerkraut. So that's going to do it for our New Year's show. Thank you for listening. For the boys, let's swing it around. Producing the show, as always, Reynolds. I am Reynolds, 2305. Newbie joining us on the show. We ran it back, brother. Good job. He's back. He may not be leaving, fellas. I don't know yet how we're going to work it all out. But thanks for staying up late with us. He's at Newbie Talks. Carl, co-host of the show, you still wearing that Patriots shit. You got one more week, and then it's all black and yellow. I mean, yep. Or you can wear green. You can wear Celtic stuff. It's okay. But bring on the song. Embrace the song, the Sixers song. It's fun. Listen. And then he's at Carl Haskell. Me, at Sports B Cake and Sig. We will get to the movie talk next week between either Rocky movies or the fish that saved Pittsburgh. If you haven't seen it, you got to go see it. Set shot, Moses Guthrie, fish that saved Pittsburgh. We're out. Happy New Year. See you guys next week.